At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the Circa Resort and Casino, the VSIN studios here in downtown Las Vegas. It is Odds On. Bet me a Bebefe alongside. Amal Shah, I'm filling in for Mike Palm for the rest of the week. So you'll get the duo of Femi and Amal betting across America style here on the weekdays on Odds On. Fantastic show coming up over the next 60 minutes. Make sure to tweet at us, at VSIN Live on Twitter, at Amal Shah 1, at Femi Abebefe. Coming up at 1145, we have Amal in and Femi's Fire, our college hoops picks for the day. Last time I was on the show on Thursday, we both had a really good day. We'll see if we can carry that over into Tuesday's action. Full breakdown of the college basketball card at 11:30, including the top 10 showdown in the Big East between Providence and Villanova. A look at today's NBA slate in 15 minutes, headlined by the national TV games Celtics, Sixers, and Clippers Suns. But first of all, how are we doing today? Tuesday after the Super Bowl, buddy. Let's talk some basketball. Ready for it. Let's go. He's ready to roll. I absolutely love that about them all. So last night in the NBA, we'll start off in the association here, Amal. We saw underdogs barking loud. And that's kind of different from what we saw last week. Last week, 35-6-1 ATS were the favorites in the NBA. Last night, we see the Blazers beat the Bucks as 11.5-point underdogs. Clippers beat the Warriors as 6-point underdogs. The Thunder beat the Knicks at the Garden as 10-point underdogs. What really stood out to you in last night's NBA action? I don't know. I didn't watch it. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. I mean, it's just to me right now, I'm more concerned about seeing when Ben Simmons gets on the floor. I just saw he had his first press conference in Brooklyn. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in terms of that transition. There is he going to be a good fit? I personally think he's going to be a very good fit because mm-hmm. of the other two guys you have there that are the mainstays, and we'll see how the uh, team does going forward. Yeah, the Nets finally ended their losing streak last night, beating the Kings one hundred nine to eighty five in that game. There, uh, they had a ten game losing streak. Amal, now that we're approaching this All Star break, do you think that this Nets team, we assume, will get Ben Simmons on the other side? Seth Curry made his debut for the Brooklyn Nets last night here. How do you think this team is going to fit together here with Simmons now being implemented for the second half of the season and possibly Kevin Durant coming up maybe in a few weeks or so? Yeah, I think they'll get better. I mean, they're sitting at 30 and 27, but right now they're in a situation they could uh, be in a play-in game scenario. Uh, this <laughs> team's, imagine? well, I mean, look, how about the Faker fans? Where are they at? Oh, play-in game. You well, know, they were there last year. They're used to it by now. 
<laughs> yeah, but they're going nowhere fast. I mean, you know, this is the team the general manager, better known as LeBron James, created, and they're not going anywhere. Maybe you should allow Rob Polinka to be the GM and Frank Vogel the coach, but that's another story. But look at this Brooklyn team dealing with the injuries. The Kyrie situation doesn't help when he's playing in half the games. Uh, you know, this team, one of the problems with finishing so low in the seedings, I think the, the Rockets in 94 or 95, I think the 95 Rockets finished yep. as the sixth seed, and they won the title. But they had a guy named Akeem Olajuwon. I don't see any player in this league that's as good as the Dream. And so unless you've got that type of talent where you can just flip a switch, it's going to be tough for them because you're going to play a more challenging schedule. Imagine you got to play the Miami Heat in the first round. I don't want to play that. Then all of a sudden you're looking at potentially Bucks 76ers, the 4-5 seed. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a challenging scenario going forward. It, it, it doesn't become any easier. Yeah, I mean, it almost might be advantageous, though, for the Brooklyn Nets having to go that road seed. They're being able to get Kyrie Irving out of four of those seven games in a series just because at the current state right now for the state of New York, he cannot play in those home games. It's true, but at the end of the day, you'd still be rather be at home. I know mm -hmm. having Kyrie on the floor is an advantage, but the home floor in terms of getting calls, the crowd, it's a huge factor. I mean, there's so many yeah. arenas in the NBA in which you go to, and, and it's just so loud. Utah. I mean, well, I mean, I've been at games in, in Dallas, even in Miami and other places where you can barely hear yourself. And I mean, I know Miami's not necessarily known for that, but any pl any place in the postseason, it, it can be extremely loud. I mean, Atlanta. I mean, usually, you know, you're lucky if you get 30 people at a game, but during the playoffs, they seem to show out. So, we'll see. It's it won't be easy. And the key is though, how do they? Uh, how does Ben Simmons fit in? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he's talking about you know he's coming over some, overcoming some mental health challenges, and that you know, wish him all the best. But I think those those probably have to do with more than 17 million dollars in fine. I would be mentally depressed too if I was fined 17 million dollars. <laughs> he's a man of principle. We can't, we cannot principle. say he isn't. Stop it. Give me a break. I can't take a shot. He's six foot ten. He's got a dunk, but he's going to kick it out. Come on, give me a break. Last time I checked, Steph Curry's not playing on that team. <laughs> that is a mall's take on Ben Simmons there. I'm, I'm not sure if you were able to capture that, but not too big of a fan of one Ben Simmons here. No, I have a problem with when people are not realistic in life. When you get paid $40 million to do a job where most mm -hmm. people are struggling, making forty to sixty to $70,000 a year, and you're going to sit there and say you talk about mentally taxing, why don't you go work with somebody who's a coal miner and see how hard their job is? You know, it, it, to me, be realistic. You're mad because people criticize you for your inefficiency as a basketball player. You're a first overall pick. You couldn't even get LSU to the NCAA tournament. You know, I had a coach tell me one time, because you can't draft this guy number one. He couldn't even take LSU to the tournament. That tells you the guy's not a winner. And that coach was right so far. I'm not sure if it was the outside criticism. I think it was more so the internal criticism that was the issue for Ben Simmons. The Doc Rivers speaking out publicly saying that he's not a championship point guard or I think that was more so what bothered him versus the, I mean, people are going to say stuff outside. I don't think Ben Simmons is paying attention to what people outside are saying. I think it's those that were close to him, or at least he thought were close to him saying those things publicly. Regardless. And that tells me as a player, his confidence and his belief in himself is not as strong as he would project it to be. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's, I think that's obvious. Well, fine. But then you know what, <laughs> if that's the case, then why don't you sit there as a teammate and say, Hey, listen, guys, look, this is Joel's team. I'm going to need to defer in certain situations. I'm going to need you to help me pick it up mentally or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Learn to be, you know, just be contrite and say, hey, listen, this was a mistake on my part trying to be the leader of this team. Joel Embiid's the guy, and I need to be the guy that I'm, I'm deferring to other players on this team. They had immense talent there. This team was built to be able to win. You look at Simmons, Embiid, Tobias Harris, a great three for them. Simmons is at 6'10", tremendous defender. And all of a sudden, because you get criticized in a series, you can't deal with the heat? I mean, come on. The, the talent was there. I never really loved the fit, though. Even like a couple years ago, I was saying that it's not going to work out. They should trade one of these guys while their stocks are still high just because 
Simmons, he was never going to learn how to magically shoot the basketball from outside. So him and Simmons together, or and Embiid together, are, I didn't think was going to work out. So. Are you a relative of Ben Simmons or Rich Paul? Because you're not, the only I'm person on the planet that has defended Ben I, Simmons. I am not a relative of Ben Simmons or anything like that. And like, I, I'm not a fan of his game whatsoever. I like how he is the passer and a defender, but I, I, I would not want Ben Simmons on my team. I'm just saying that from a basketball standpoint, before all this got off the rails last spring, I never thought that this was a good fit, these two together. Now, it's they had to draft Ben Simmons and Embiid because they're talented guys. You could trade them like they did trade him for James Harden, so the investment was worth it. But I just didn't think from a basketball standpoint it would ever work out to win a championship with those two as your two best players. That's just my opinion. Well, to me, with Harden coming in there, I think this team's going to be dangerous. I don't know what the Sixers' odds are right now to win the Eastern Conference or to win the NBA title. But I think James Harden's going to come out there with something to prove this would be a great situation. Remember, he's played with Daryl Morey in Houston. Mm -hmm. This is a team that came within one game of dethroning the Golden State Warriors out west. I think uh, this Philadelphia 76ers team is very much alive. I, I don't think you can discount them. I think the one team that's being slept on, though, right now is the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, that's, Nobody's that's talking my, about them. That's my team. Both Milwaukee and Philadelphia are 7-1 to one to win the NBA title. Brooklyn right now still the favorite at 4-1. to one. Then in the West, you have the Phoenix Suns plus 425, Golden State Warriors plus 450. But I think Milwaukee's a team. Like, if I were to bet on a team to come out of the East and represent in the NBA Finals, it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I actually like Milwaukee to repeat and win the NBA championship. I just... I don't see any team stopping Giannis in a seven-game series. Got to prove it to me before we see that happen. I want to ask you a macro question here, Amal, as we talk NBA. Just with the All-Star break coming up here on starting Friday, All-Star games up this Sunday, how does handicapping this sport change, knowing that some of these teams might be in vacation mode here as we have a few games left to be played before we go on a week break? It doesn't for me. Look, I used to be a huge NBA better. Go back mm -hmm. 15 years. You know, Mike Palm always talks about that on the show. And the problem in today's basketball is you don't know who's in, who's out of the lineup. So much of this predicated upon the last minute. Normally, you take some of the overnight lines. You look at certain situations, uh, really good spots. But it's become much more difficult with teams resting guys. I think that's going to be something you have to really pay attention to down the stretch as the season closes out. Because if a team's got a, a cornerstone player or a franchise player that's dealing with an injury, they may say, hey, look, there's no need for you to play the final 10, 15 games if we're not looking like we're going to be able to make a push towards the postseason. Just something to pay attention to when you look at some of these teams. So I, I think it's difficult uh, how much of an effort you get out of the Oklahoma cities and the Detroits of the world. Always yeah. tough to judge. It, it's really on a nightly basis. It, it's kind of you know difficult to quantify on a broad perspective until you really look at the individual matchups because you know a lot of these people have employed the Kawhi Leonard philosophy, of which is <laughs> I'm going to play once every third day. Yeah, so it's hard to necessarily project how you're going to bet some of these teams and situations. Yeah, you mentioned the Oklahoma City Thunder. They cashed plus 400 on the money line as an underdog against the New York Knicks. They were 10-point dogs in the Garden, 127-123. Underdogs in general against the spread, 6-3 and three yesterday in the NBA. They're 5-4 and four straight up, so the dogs were barking. Let's look out west, though, Amal, here. The Memphis Grizzlies, this team has won five straight games and I think the, the question is not really can they catch the Warriors because, of course, they're only two games back. They can catch them. But if they were to catch the Warriors and become the two seed out west, do you think that Bolden's kind of the campaign for John Morant to possibly be an MVP caliber guy? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a possibility. Uh, you know, to me, when you look at this team, they've played extremely well. But I'm not a buyer in the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. I think they're a good team, but I think they're a good regular season team. And, and there's a big distinction. And that's why if you look historically in the history of the NBA, 
It's always taken teams. Go to the Detroit Pistons, right? They couldn't knock off the Celtics. Then they finally learn to get past the Celtics. They lose to the Lakers, and then they finally go back-to-back. The Bulls, the same scenario, right? They couldn't beat the uh, Pistons. Then they finally learn how to get over the hump. Until you get into that situation, you don't realize that the intensity level doesn't go up like by a couple of notches. It goes up by 100x. Especially in today's NBA. I don't know about that. I mean, well, hell, they haven't played in the regular season. Well, that's Everybody what I'm saying. I mean, the difference between regular season and playoffs, the golf is bigger because you don't really get much in the regular season. Fair, fair, yeah, that's a fair point. I, I didn't understand exactly what yeah. you're saying. But, but to me, I think a team like Memphis, as well as they've played and the success they've had, one of the problems that they have is they've got four guys on the floor that too many times get ball watching on John Morant. Mm-hmm. And in the playoffs, that's going to be much more difficult. And I, I think the scenario is going to be more challenging. So this team... I think they've had a great year. They're going to need to add a piece along the way, and I think they'll become a legitimate threat as we continue to move forward in years. Yeah, the Grizzlies right now 11-1 to to win the Western Conference. John Morant 11-1 to to win MVP. If you like them to pass the Golden State Warriors in the standings, maybe take a shot at Ja 11-1. to We know how much the voters love guards over bigs. Right now, the three bigs being the favorites for the MVP discussion. Ja is very, very viral on social media with the plays that he makes as well. So maybe a possible look there for NBA MVP. On the other side, we'll discuss the slate of today's NBA action. Here it is, Odds On, coming to you from VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, Meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to Zin.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. It is Odds On coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shah. We're talking all things NBA. We're going to give our thoughts on the college basketball card in 15 minutes in the next segment, but we'll focus here 
in the professional ranks of all. And I wanted to ask you about this Philadelphia 76ers team. They're taking on the Boston Celtics tonight, a national TV game. We brought up the Brooklyn side of the Harden-Simmons trade. Now let's talk about the Philadelphia side. You touched on it a little bit here with James Harden now going to Philly, reuniting with GM Daryl Morey there. Aside from this game tonight, we'll get into that in just a bit. This Philadelphia team, you mentioned them as a potential contender to win the NBA title going forward. How do you see this Harden and Bede combination working here? Because the Simmons and Bede one clearly did not. Well, it didn't, but I'll tell you what, Harden's ability to shoot the basketball, get to the free throw line, I know it's diminished greatly this year, but he is a difference maker from an offensive standpoint. I think what you lose in Ben Simmons is the defensive presence uh, and maybe some of the offensive facilitating, but James Harden, make no mistake about it, this guy's one of the elite scorers in the history of the game. And I think with Embiid, if he's willing to play with him and work through him and to a certain extent maybe be the 1B, I think this team's got a great chance. It really comes down to what Harden's attitude and disposition is. If he is ready to go and say, hey, I'm going to stick it to Brooklyn and some of these other teams, I think he's got a great chance to kind of really change the narrative on who people perceive him to be. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's just the conditioning, also the health. He's been banged up. He's getting older, James Harden, and it's a lot of miles that he compiled over there. I, I have a question. Whenever people say that, do you know anybody who's getting younger? <laughs> some people. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that nobody got talk, talked about this year with Brady. There were some throws. And the fact that the league, you know, you can't hit the quarterbacks, yeah, benefits a lot. It definitely benefits. I'm just saying his face looked like it was There are no younger. Leonard Marshall hits on Tom Brady coming. <laughs> Every 49er fan knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, wanted to ask you, though, about this Boston Celtics team. So Boston right now, they are two-point favorites on the road in Philadelphia in this game. Total coming in at 210, the consensus number. The Celtics have been hot among eight straight victories here. Seems like they figured this thing out, this Tatum-Brown combination. They made the trade at the deadline to go get Derek White from San Antonio. Is this Boston team a sneaky team out in the Eastern Conference? Well, in terms of what? To make the playoffs? Yeah, they're going to get no, in. But in terms of maybe making the NBA Finals. No, they're not going anywhere. The bottom line is just because you dominate the regular season doesn't mean anything in the playoffs. Look, Tatum's a great player. I actually thought he was going to be really good when he came out of Duke. Mm -hmm. I watched him in a game at Notre Dame, and I said, wow, this guy, you just see the one-on-one -on -one skills. He's going to be ideal in the NBA. But I still think that when it gets to the postseason, this team is just not good enough compared to the elite teams. I think this line is completely wrong here. I don't understand how the Caesar are a two-point road favorite tonight in Philadelphia. They've won eight in a row. I love Philly in this spot. Remember, the Boston hasn't played. Excuse me, Philly hasn't played since they beat the Cavaliers on Saturday. Good spot for them here. And beat coming off a 40-point game. Terrific defensive team in Philadelphia in terms of what they can do. I like the uh, Philadelphia 76ers here catching two at home tonight. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten word on whether James Harden's going to be playing or oh, not in this game. Tonight. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he'll be in there, so yeah. maybe that's why you see them. But still, the Sixers team without Harden, they've gotten this far, you know, and it's not like it was they gave up something. I mean, they gave up Seth Curry and all that, but Simmons hadn't been playing for them at all, so that's not like that's any sort of loss here for Philadelphia. But the standings out there in the East, the Miami Heat are the number one seed, and tonight they're hosting Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks in this game where the Heat are four-point favorites, total of 209. Nobody wants to talk about Miami here, Amal, even though they are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but you can't talk about Miami until this team is completely healthy. Look, Jimmy Butler, once again, game-time decision. I'm not really worried about Morris. He's out. Tyler Hero out with a knee injury. Victor Oladipo, I mean, it's easier for you to tell me when he's in the lineup than when he's out, out once again. So it's hard to really quantify Miami and see what they are until this team is completely healthy. And then the mm -hmm. other problem is if you don't get healthy by, say, April 1st and you don't have enough time, maybe even start to gel together – it's difficult. I know on paper it sounds easy. You just plug in these pieces and you say, okay, we got Bam here. We got Jimmy Butler. We got Oladipo, Tyler Hero. We can make some plays. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, 
It's not that simple. So unless Miami is healthier, and they've done a tremendous job with their win-loss record in terms of what they've been able to do, but if they're going to be a true challenger, and I like this team, I think they're a dangerous team, they've got to be fully healthy. I have no play on this game. Uh, Tim Hardaway out tonight for the Mavericks. But, you know, this Dallas team, I just don't buy into them. I know they're doing well, again, sitting nine games over 500, but inconsistent is my problem with Dallas overall. I know you said there's a how are they inconsistent when they're 33 and 24. There are games where they lose on the schedule. You're like, come on, this is a game you should win. And then they Mm -hmm. win some games. You're surprised that they win. Yeah, I think that's been kind of the wrap on the Dallas Mavericks here this season. They started off kind of slow, too, this season and caught a little bit of fire there. Luka didn't come in the best of shape. I think that might be sort of a trend that we're going to see throughout the rest of his career, kind of playing himself up to the standard that he typically is at towards the end of the year. Cleveland Cavaliers here, Amal, this has been the surprise team, I think, of the entire NBA alongside Memphis. But we saw Memphis in the playoffs last year, so it's not a big surprise to see them take another step up forward here um, in terms of their abilities there. But the Cleveland Cavaliers have been a surprise, and they are one-point underdogs in Atlanta tonight. Total 219 and a half. Evan Mobley is going to be the rookie of the year, we all think, as long as he doesn't get injured here. The Cavs two games back of the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. We haven't seen that since LeBron James was there. Um, What do you think about this Cavs team tonight as they take on the Atlanta Hawks and going forward as we approach the postseason? Yeah, I think this team's going to be dangerous, but again, young, inexperienced. I think they'll be a team that can steal a game or two against an opponent in the playoffs. I don't know how deep of a run they can legitimately make. Darius Garland back in the lineup. Remember, he missed a game. Uh, John Collins out tonight for the Hawks. That's a big factor here for this Atlanta team. Mm -hmm. Struggled in his last game, but this is a guy that can be dangerous for you. Uh, no play here, but I, I think this Cleveland team's one to keep an eye out for in terms of getting into the playoffs, maybe getting a game or two. I think they're going to be more of a series bet of, hey, plus a game and a half or plus two games. Maybe you take a look at something like that, depending on the matchup. But uh, again, these younger teams, the NBA is one of these sports where you don't see a ton of upsets in the playoffs. Generally, it's the chalk that leads through. And then on top of it, you don't see teams really surprise uh, unless they wind up with a good, good matchup. You know, when the Warriors beat the Mavericks, you had one of the great young players in the game in Baron Davis. At that time, yeah. he was more experienced. He was probably in the league about 9, 10 years. I forgot what it was. But my point is immense talent. You need someone like that who's a game changer. And as good as the Cavaliers are, I don't know if they've got that particular piece right now. Yeah, the NBA playoffs are pretty straightforward. I think as we look at these things, it's not like there's any sort of surprise or any like sort of upset that we can see in the playoffs. There it just doesn't happen often. The Bucks are hosting the Indiana Pacers tonight. Milwaukee, 13.5-point favorites. Total, 236. Indiana, after the trade, they sent uh, Domus Sabonis out to Sacramento. They come and bring back Tyrese Halliburton here. Milwaukee, we talked about this team being among the favorites of the defending champions here. What do you think about them tonight laying a big number against Indiana? Yeah, it's a big number. This is not the type of bet I would make, but uh, this is a game where I think the uh, Milwaukee Bucks should run away in this game. This Indiana team is going to be probably a bet against in so many spots the rest of the way. You trade away, Karis LeVert goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, which should help that offense. But this Indiana team has gone full rebuild mode, and we'll see what they're able to do. Kind of just pay attention to them in terms of how they're performing because this team has really struggled on the road, just six wins in 28 outings. They've lost six in a row, continue to struggle. I think this is a game they could get absolutely boat raced. Yeah, the betting market likes the over in this game. This total opened 232 overnight, now 236. I'm even seeing some 237s in some spots here. So the over is the kind of side that is being respected so far here in the betting market. That game tips off over at 510 Pacific time. Memphis is in New Orleans tonight. The Grizzlies taking on the Pelicans as four and a half point road favorites, total 228. And we've seen a little bit of movement towards this Grizzlies team, open three and a half, now four and a half. What say you with this game between the Grizz and the Pels? Uh, nothing. I mean, you know, to me, New Orleans is a team that 
they've got to be fully healthy. They, they could have a pretty good nucleus going forward if they're healthy. I love the acquisition of C.J. McCollum and what he could do potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, actually, if you're going to bet this game, I'd just look at the home team. I'm not a big fan of laying points in certain spots where I know Memphis has won five in a row and New Orleans has been a team that's been highly inconsistent. But at home in this game against John Morant, I think they'll play well. Whenever you bring in certain superstars or opponents, teams get up for certain types of games. And I think this is one where we could see um, this New Orleans team get up for this game. Real quick here, a couple teams who are in the play-in tournament right now in their respective conferences. The Hornets facing the Minnesota Timberwolves out there in the Twin Cities. T-Wolves, six-and-a-half-point favorites, total 244, Amal. Can I interest you in the under? No, because you're going to be holding your breath. And, I mean, if you don't get there on the over, it's just because teams have a bad shooting night. Nobody plays yeah. defense in the NBA. The only problem is you're looking at 61 points a quarter, which is a big number. Uh, but at the same time, I'm sure this is one of those games you'll look up and you'll see 80 to 78 at halftime or something absurd like that. So it, it just really depends. I, I, that's why I think the end game is the best way to bet the association. I think mm -hmm. it's one of the easier sports to bet that way. Uh, Clippers rematch of the Western Conference Finals. They are in the Valley of the Sun, taking on the Suns. 13-point uh, underdogs, total 223.5. Yeah, I think it's a bad spot for the Clippers. They got a good win last night against the uh, Warriors at home. Now you travel uh, against Phoenix. I think they could get dusted in this game. Yeah, this is going to be a very difficult spot. Phoenix, one of the better home court advantages in the league here. It's going to be the best record in the league as well. Likely number one seed in the Western Conference. Phoenix, the favorites right now to win the NBA title. We'll see how that unfolds here. Second half of the season. I guess we are in the second half, but we will be in the post-All-Star break on the other side next week here. But don't go away. Halfway through the show, now it's time to turn our attention to college basketball. Amal's got his eyes on a couple games. We'll discuss them here next on Odds On. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. Visit VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. We're at the halfway point of odds on coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Amal Shah. Amal, we are now less than a month away from Selection Sunday. It's now the nitty gritty of college basketball here. Just how do you go about with, we're going to hear about bubble teams. We're going to hear about teams that are potential number one seeds. How do you go about handicapping these kind of teams that are, have extra motivation on the surface as we approach one month until Selection Sunday. Well, I would ask you a question. If they're a bubble team and they have extra motivation, what the hell were they doing for the first 30 games of the season? This mm -hmm. is not the Jim Beheim program where we're going to support average teams trying to get in and complaining about not getting in. Bottom line is I don't care about the bubble. I don't care about the brackets. It's about opportunities. I'm going to tell you the best betting opportunity is going to come in conference tournaments mm -hmm. before the NCAA tournament. That's absolutely your money-making machine. you got teams playing for a third time. You've seen some situational matchups. The lines are a little bit lower because you're playing at a neutral site. Some great opportunities there. And teams that need to win games to be able to get in. So something to pay attention to. But for me, I'm not worried about these bubble teams and all of that. Only because it, it doesn't matter. It's For me, it's about the individual matchup. What game can we have an opportunity where you can mm -hmm. take an edge on? So I don't, I couldn't care less about the bubble teams. Well, I think to your point there with the conference tournaments is that there's just so much volume 
championship week, and it's every single day. It's not like you get the Tuesday, then maybe come come back on a Saturday. It's yeah. a team could be playing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in a conference tournament here. So another conference tournament that's going to be awesome is the Big East tournament in Madison Square Garden. It's always fun, but we have a Big East top ten showdown today between Villanova and Providence. Right now on the consensus line, the Villanova Wildcats four-point favorites against the Friars, total 132.5. We've seen a little buy-in on Providence here, Amal. What stands out to you with this game? I love PC at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. This team's been outstanding. Nobody's talking about the job that Ed Cooley's team's done. Mm -hmm. You look at Reeves and Watson, what they've been able to do for this team. They've been terrific. Look, I, Villanova and Jay Wright, terrific coach, terrific program, but they're not quite as good as they've been in years past. Now you're going on the road, you're laying, it was four and a half, and now down to four here uh, at DraftKings. But to me, I, I think you got to give some respect. Cooley's team's won eight in a row, and again, the odds makers continue to disrespect PC. I don't yeah. know how long it's going to continue to take before you realize this team can flat out play. You know what? They may not score as much as a team like Arizona or don't have shooting nights like Villanova does, but you know what? They defend every night. You play defense, you got a chance every night. I'm going to take PC in the points here. I'd also take a look at the money line as well. I think PC's got a great chance to win this game, and they win this game. They're going to solidify the Big East title. I mean, Femi, nobody has given this team enough credit. They had a great win against Texas Tech earlier this year. Red Raiders, a top 12 team. Uh, Villanova going on the road. Uh, look, they got a chance, obviously, because they're Nova and they can play well. But give PC some respect here. I like Cooley's team tonight. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not with you, but I looked at that line last night and I said, man, that's a disrespectful line to be catching four and a half at home there. I was hoping to maybe see if it goes to five. That doesn't look like that's going to be the case there. We're already seeing it down to four in most shops here. But one thing I want to ask you about, though, because I'm looking at Ken Palm right now and Providence right now, in terms of the luck rating, is number one in the country by a wide margin on Ken Palm. And maybe that's where the betting market is just not buying I, in. Fair enough. Before you give me a stat like that, quantify what luck is. Yeah, Luck I mean, never gives it only lens. Chinese proverb. It's one of my favorite lines of all time. And I'm going to tell you right now, what does that mean? There, You can't be lucky when you have two losses. One, a road loss to Marquette. Mm -hmm. Remember, Villanova got absolutely just crushed at Marquette as well. So when you look at this team and you have two losses, you've beaten teams like Texas Tech, you've beaten everybody else in league play, they lost to Virginia earlier in the year. At what point in time do we stop saying it's luck with it's DC? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, I, a, that's a very fair question. Bill Parcells is the greatest line in sports about your record. You are what your record is. If, you, if, it's, if it's a byproduct of luck, then you put yourself in a position to be lucky. It's that, I mean, luck is what does it say? Preparation meets opportunity. That's yeah, what luck absolutely. is. I mean, I mean, I think the the definition, but but my guess and my estimation of this, what goes into the metric is that it's close victories. And we see Providence's schedule. They have a lot of close victories, including Saturday, the overtime victory over DePaul, where a DePaul team that they're clearly better than having to go to OT to get that victory. Fair enough. But here's the argument I would make. First of all, DePaul under, has been far better this year. If you look at so many of the games, X barely escaped in uh uh, earlier this year in Chicago against them. This team has played well against a lot of opponents. Seton Hall went there, lost the game there. Mm -hmm. They were down by 20 in that game. To me, when you when you look at some of these teams and you look at that, the two best teams in college basketball over the last two years in games decided by five points or less are Drake and UCLA. And there's a direct correlation to the fact that this team, these teams always do well within their leagues and overall. Drake has been a good team in the Missouri Valley. UCLA is an upper echelon, top five, top ten team who's got a chance to make a Final Four. I think it's a combination of, yes, yeah, sometimes you play games that are going to be tight and tough, but at the same time, when you consistently find ways to win, every, every time you watch a game on TV and they go, well, this team knows how to close out games. And I think that's what PC is, a team that knows how to close out games. Yeah, no, I think that's a very fair argument there. I'm just saying that that's, 
maybe why the betting market isn't all the way sold on Providence. I'm not saying I disagree with you here because I like Providence what? if it maybe got to five, but maybe that's why you get the pushback on a nightly basis with this team on the perception-wise being undervalued in the market. No, but I actually think it's Villanova being overvalued. You think it's Nova overvalued. Because Villanova, okay. they go on the road every time. They're five, six-point favorites against people where they shouldn't be. At Marquette, they were, I think, a six-point favorite mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. I mean, Shaka Smart has turned that program around. I mean, it's I'll tell you right now. To play yeah, Crystal, uh, Chris Delacante is probably like, hey, should I have really gone with Beard? Maybe long term. But Shaka's done a tremendous job so far this year with this team at Marquette. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be one of the better games to watch. This I, I, I might join you on this Providence play. If I can find a four and a half, if it bounces back up, maybe I'll join you here with the Friars. In the SEC, Amal, we got a top 15 showdown. Kentucky facing Tennessee. The Volunteers, one and a half point favorites, total 140. Kentucky, I mean, they look like one of the best teams in the country here, Amal. They absolutely are, and there's no mistaking that. I'll tell you what, I know you mentioned that PC Villanova game. I think it's a terrific game. I'm looking forward to that one, but I think this is the best game of the night mm-hmm. at Thompson Boiling tonight. I, I can't wait to see this Kentucky team go on the road. This Tennessee team has been outstanding. They always defend. We know that. Chandler's been terrific for them. I want to see how Santiago fares tonight. He's got to shoot the ball well. If he can do that, I think UT's got a great chance here, but I would not be surprised at all if Tennessee wins this basketball game. They're deep. Ty Ty Washington's back healthy. They get Kellen Grady great looks. This is a guy who was a terrific scorer over a 2,000-point score in his career uh, between Davidson and Kentucky. It's going to be a tough game. I think this is a game, if you don't particularly fancy one side over the other before the game starts, I'd look for an in-game opportunity. Yeah. I think that's where you got a chance. If somebody's catching 5.5 or 6.5 on an in-game play, you take a look at that. Um, this Kentucky team is tough because they do one thing that's very important on the road. They rebound the defensive glass. You can't give second-chance opportunities. The offensive rebound is the best chance to score, and this Kentucky team will not give you a ton of those chances. I mean, Sheboy is averaging, like, what, a million rebounds per exactly. game there? The guy's an absolute beast on the glass. We haven't seen much market movement here in this game. Opened Tennessee 1, total 140. Now it's 1.5 total sitting at 140, seen some 139 and a half popping up at some shops, but DraftKings has 140 and a half. So uh, not a ton of movement from the market. We go from one UT to the other. Texas is in Norman tonight, a little Red River on the hardwood as the Longhorns are one point favorites, total 124 and a half. Oklahoma coming off of a pretty solid week, highlighted last week by the win over Texas Tech. Yeah, I tell you what, the Sooners team is a little bit different at Lloyd Noble. Revenge spot here in a huge rivalry. Guys coming north of the Red River. Remember, Texas got them the first time at the Irwin Center, 66-52. Bounce back opportunity here. I tell you what, in that game, Oklahoma really struggled from the three-point arc. One for 13, but give Texas a defense a ton of credit. That mean, I didn't play this game, but I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at Boomer Sooner here. I like them to bounce back. They will be up for this basketball game, and I know Beard's team plays well defensively, but the one thing outside of the Kansas game at home against KU – this Texas team has really struggled to score the basketball. They had a brief lead, and it was a great opportunity. I took them in-game three and a half on that game Saturday against mm-hmm. Baylor. And then Baylor said, okay, hold on a minute. Let, let's wake up. <laughs> let's get it going. And they were run out of the Farrell Center. And I think this game with Oklahoma, I, I like the Sooners here. I, I just think that you look at Porter Moser's team. They defend. And Tanner Groves, tell you what, a lot of people have not had an answer for him in the Big 12. Pride of Spokane, Washington. <laughs> is he, I didn't realize he's from Spokane. Um but, you know, this is a guy that shot the ball extremely well. They lost by two at, at the Fog the other day. I think they win this game tonight at home. Yeah, it's going to be a terrific game. Can go either way there. I couldn't get involved. It just seems like a coin flip type of game there. Anything for you on the total? A little low scoring there, but in the 120s. No, because I think this is a game that's going to come down to if we have a 5 to 6 point, 5 7 point margin, you could wind up with a plethora of fouls late, a parade to the free throw yep. line, and that could hurt that. But I think both teams will defend extremely well. 
And how does Texas shoot the basketball? That's the big concern with this Texas team. Marcus Carr has been more of a facilitator this year than he was at Minnesota, where he was a bit of a just kind of a one one man wrecking crew. This team's got to shoot the ball well. Real quick here, we got about forty seconds of Memphis, Cincinnati. Hello, Good Memphis game. Tigers. Yeah. After they defeated Houston last week, here they're now laying three. In Cincinnati, total 143. Yeah, I like this Memphis team. They've won five in a row. Ever since that Kenny uh, Penny Hardaway rant, this team has started <laughs> to play a lot better. Jalen Duran's been outstanding for this team. If you're not familiar with him, watch him tonight. He's going to be a lottery pick. Uh, and then Imani Bates, another one who's terrific on this team. Cincinnati, give Wes Miller some time. I know they're not as good as the Bearcats fans are used to. This program is going to be good under Wes Miller. Staple of Cincinnati, they defend. This is going to come down to can Memphis knock down free throws. They've been inconsistent at the free throw line. You think we're going to see the Memphis team that we are all expecting before the season? I think they're a good team. They could potentially reach a sweet 16, but not beyond that. All right. I know Kelvin Sampson had a lot of high praise for them after the game against Houston. On the other side, Amal in, Femi's Fire. We wrap things up here on Odds On. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. No more football, no problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials and try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can withdraw your you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast. With more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Welcome back. It is the final segment of Odds On coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Family of alongside Amal Shah. Amal, it is time to give the people what they want. And what they want is our Sterling College basketball handicaps. And we begin with Amal in. Yeah, let's start. We got to also we have a play from Mike Palm on the Palm Readers playbook. Hey now, a little playbook action. Just start with the game. This is a rare play for me on the road tonight. Uh, this one at State College, Michigan State on the road, lane two and a half. Lines now gone up to three against Penn State. This Penn State team is challenged offensively. I like Michigan State here. This is a good matchup for them. And again, I'm not a big buyer into Sparty this year, but these low lines you're getting with Michigan State, a good opportunity here. Like Sparty and Gang Green gets it done tonight. Uh, PC, I mentioned earlier, four and a half on the overnight, now down to four. I still like the number at four. Um, worst case scenario, you wind up with a push if it were to land on that number. But I think Providence got a great chance to win this game. Plus 165 looks pretty good here. Remember, they're in the driver's seat right now in terms of league play. They've got one loss, Villanova with three in the Big East. So important game for Ed Cooley's team to really solidify. And I'm going to tell you what, 
it is going to be rocking tonight at Dunkin' Donuts. They have not lost a home game this year, so good good chance for them. And then San Diego State tonight, revenge spot against the uh, Utah State Aggies in this one. Remember, they got embarrassed in Logan earlier this year. I think the Aztecs play far better at the Vieja Center. We know how tough they are. I, I think Utah State's going to be in for a tough matchup tonight. I like the Aztecs in a late game down in San Diego tonight. What's the uh, Palm Reader playbook? He sent it in. I, I don't have the play. Oh, I thought oh, it was going to be on the sheet. I thought it was going to be on the uh, listing here. Um, so for me, well, 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 we can we'll save, we can save that one here. Oh, there oh, we go. Texas Tech to make the final four. I thought that was from a couple days ago, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll get to it here after yeah. uh, I give out Femi's fire. So you had them all in. Michigan State minus two and a half. Providence plus four and a half. And San Diego State minus five. Minus five, I should say. Here is Femi's fire. Amal, we got a little show bet action going on. I'm also on Sparty minus two and a half with you for all the reasons that you outlined as well. Not in love with fading a home team off of three straight losses, but I think the Spartans are just a step up in competition against Penn State here. Sparty, really good three-point shooting team. Nittany Lions don't do a good job of defending the arc. Also, similar to that Michigan game, I think with Penn State, they're just going to struggle to score inside. Famous last words, but I trust Izzo and the bunch to get it done on the road. I'm also on Wake Forest plus 11 at Duke. Duke is just laying way too many points here, in my opinion. I think Wake has the offensive efficiency to stay within single digits in this game. The Demon Deacons are ranked ninth in the country in effective field goal percentage. Plus, every North Carolina school gets up to play at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Defensively, Wake Forest will make things tricky for the Dukies, so give me the Demon Deacons getting 11. And then finally, this one's an ugly one, all. Florida, Texas A&M over 134. Just the plug-your-nose special on the over. In a game involving A&M's offense, their offense is just absolutely offensive, but I like the spot for them because the Aggies, they're coming off back-to-back performances where they've shot under 30% from three. So this is just more so a variance play of thinking that they're going to regress positively here from beyond the arc. The pace won't be fast, but I think we'll see better shooting performances from both teams. Game also should be close, so maybe get overtime or the parade of free throws to get me over the total there, 134. So those are the three plays for Femi's fire. And let's go to the Palm Reader playbook. Real Madrid PSG Champions League today. Oh, He's got under three here. This Real Madrid team has just not been the same. You look at Barca and, of course, Real. Neither of them, when you look in La Liga, I know Real Madrid's right up there at the top of the standings, but... Uh, overall, it's just not the same dynamic from this team. PSG offensively, uh, he's saying it's going to go under three here. So if it does land three, you still wind up with a push. That's at minus 125 for two units. Again, Real Madrid, PSG under three, minus 125 for two units from Mike Palm. He will be back with us next week, but kind enough to send in a play he's got on the Champions League. And I believe that's probably going to be kicking off in about 10 minutes. So yep. if you're going to play that one, get ready to go on that. I'm absolutely a Champions League play. Wasn't expecting that at all, but as we go uh, overseas for a little early action on the day here. But Amal, I actually wanted to ask you about a couple notes from the NFL. First of all, congratulations to you. I know you and Mike talked about it yesterday, but you won the Super Bowl 56 odds on prop draft uh, coming up here as a, the Rams one through three victory is what got you home in that one. But before we get into that, well, hold on a second. Oh. You were two and five anyway. I was still winning regardless. Okay, settle down. Odell got hurt, man. What do you want me to do? Um, <laughs> have somebody shocked. else. Have somebody else. Shocked. Have somebody else <laughs> okay. step up. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have just, it. Doesn't have everybody say handicap. next man up? I didn't have in my handicap that Odell Beckham Jr. was going to tear his ACL after Matthew Stafford throws a freaking dart at him I, two I yards took, away. I took one to three on plus six twenty five before the game, whether OBJ is healthy or not. Come on. Okay. OB, the game's not landed three if OBJ is healthy. Rams win by margin. We both know that's true. 
Uh, I will not comment because I know you're right on that. 100% I agree with you. Uh, let's get to this tweet here, though, from Ben Fox. This is interesting because it's never too early to discuss NFL Oh, I definitely know Mike here. Palm's not here that we have a Ben Fox tweet on this show. <laughs> but Ben Fox, our guy, our VP of digital content here at VEASAN, tweeted out at Caesars, they opened up their NFL MVP market. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers as of right now. Co-favorites to be MVP at 7-1. to one. Josh Allen is next at 9-1. to one. Tom Brady. The retired Tom Brady, 45 to 1 over there at Caesars Mall. We discussed this in the break. Why do you think we see Brady there at 45 to 1, even though he says he's done playing football? Oh, because I think that way they can keep people's money. I mean, you got to believe Brady's going to come back. If you do, then, you know, it's probably not a bad look at 45 to 1. Also, you look at what Tampa has going on in free agency. How well are they going to be returning guys? Mm-hmm. I think that's a critical factor when you look at this one. But I'm actually surprised the, the odds are this high on guys like Mahomes and Rodgers at 7 to 1. Uh, Josh Allen, I think Allen's a terrific player, and he really showed that in that game against Kansas City. Yep. Uh, but the Buffalo defense did not play as well as they did in 2020, so it'll be interesting to see how they fare. Justin Herbert's 14-1. to Joe Burrow's 12-1. to A lot of momentum towards Joe Burrow and that Cincinnati Bengals team. But I wanted to ask you about this one here, Amal, because I am just intrigued about Trey Lance, the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Right now, Trey Lance... We think he's going to be the starter. He's probably the likely starter for the 49ers, but he is at 200 to one Amal to win MVP. Now I want to ask you about Lance because the 49ers at Caesars are 10 to one to win the Super Bowl. So Lance is going to be playing on a team that wins a lot of games. If his team is good and he plays well with his good teammates, 200 to one. I mean, seems like some long shots unless they're expecting another quarterback to be leading the 49ers. Yeah, but Trey Lance, you know, Michael Lombardi made a great point about Trey Lance when they drafted him. They go, he's a year away from being a year away. So if you just basically do the math on that, he's still two years away. And I'll tell you what, the biggest indictment of Trey Lance to me this year was the inconsistency with Jimmy Garoppolo, Mm -hmm. and you didn't even give Trey Lance a look. I I just don't think he's the guy that's going to be able to get this team over the top. They're going to be a run-heavy team. They love to run the football. They have not had really a guy that could carry them offensively and make plays from a quarterback position since they had Colin Kaepernick, and I think it's kind of been proven out. If they had just what I would consider to be a better quarterback than Garoppolo, I think this team probably gets to the Super Bowl. I'm not a buyer in Trey Lance. He's got to prove it to me. Uh, I I don't think 200 to 1 is high enough on Trey Lance. Really? You think he should be, what, 500 to 1? Whatever you want to make the max at, but the bottom line is – what makes you think a guy who didn't I, play? I guess my thing with Lance is that I think that the number is most likely to go in the positive direction. Like he could surprise us and be good in year two. Now that he's gone through an NFL system, has a whole off season to p- prepare for this team. Kyle Shanahan has an off season to do all the read option plays, some things that they didn't really show at length this year. Like Trey Lance being good, I think is a definite possibility for next season but here. Now, is, he might it? be average, but what if he's good? I but guess what is, is this why. based on? His career at North Dakota State? I mean, it's based on just speculation. I mean, we've never seen him play other than the FCS play from, what, now three years ago, I believe? That, that, that's my point, right? Like, first of all, he hasn't even been in games for a long time. Almost two seasons where he's sat out. But they thought highly enough to draft him third overall, though. So that has to count for something. You know, I, I love Joe Dumars, but he thought of Darko Milicic instead of Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade. But, you know, how did that work out? My, my point being is you take certain players, you project them, right? Trey Lance looks the part. Mm-hmm. He's about 6'3", 220, 225, 230. I mean, he looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Until I see it, it doesn't make a difference to me. 
a guy's got to prove it. And I think the biggest leap in any position in professional sports is from a collegiate quarterback to the NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. You've had guys who have been immense talents that couldn't necessarily translate it. The other question I would ask is, how is his accuracy? Is he a tremendously accurate passer? If he's a guy that you could question his accuracy on, I don't know if he's going to be the guy. I think Shanahan is so good at masking some of the problems that teams have offensively and kind of playing to his strengths that they're going to ha- they have to be a run-centric team. They're going to be much healthier at the running back position next year. You you get uh, obviously Mitchell's back. Trey Sermon's on this team. Uh, Raheem Mozart Mostert was yeah. it was was injured. You get him back, so this team could be dangerous running the football. Debo Samuel and uh, and um, George George Kittle. Kittle probably the best receiver combination in the NFL, including. Hill and Kelsey, I think they're better than those guys. But for me, until we see it from Trey Lance, I, I, just, I just don't see it. You know, you can point to other guys and say, well, Mahomes was a second-year guy, came in, and he's time. Mahomes was tremendous at Texas Tech. The reason they couldn't win was because Cliff Kingsbury was their head coach, and they had inferior talent to everybody else in the Big 12. We knew Mahomes could throw the football, and he was a threat. But Trey Lance was, uh, was kind of a reach, and I, I don't know if Kyle Shanahan really wanted this guy, but they wound up with him. It's a projection, but you're also getting 200-1. to 1. That's why I'm kind of in... Interesting. Then, then play the lottery because the Powerball pays way better odds. Wow, I got better odds with the lottery, according to Amal here. That does it for odds on coming up on the other side, betting across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.